Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast for La Vuelta España 2024. <laughs> Preview of the route or recap of the route reveal. It was in Madrid uh, this week. Thanks to, I'm glad they did it because usually they actually do it in January. So it's out even earlier. We're starting in Portugal, in Lisbon, going into the middle of Portugal before a decent transfer on stage after stage three into the Extremadura, which is like the West of Madrid, kind of not, I think near Barajoch, which is, Barajoch, it's a difficult one to pronounce. It was like Peninsular War, had a big battle there in the 1800s. Head south towards Sevilla and Cordoba and Andalusia, and then Granada up to Santi Cazorla before another big transfer after stage nine to uh, Galicia, where there's so many stages in the north of Spain. Galicia and the Asturias and the Castilla Leon, Burgos. Not so much in, in the Basque Country, actually. Only Vistoria Gasteiz, which I think is like on the border of the Basque Country, is, is the only stage really in the Basque Country, mostly near like Zaragoza, the last uh, couple of stages. So a different route. It changes every year. Like odds and evens has a conspiracy theory that like even years has a bad route, nothing in Catalonia, not much in Basque Country, nothing in Valencia or Alicante, uh, nothing in the Pyrenees. First is, reaction, Benji. I feel like the organization last year must have felt, okay, this is starting Barcelona, completely cursed. We also met Patrick in Andorra, completely cursed. We're going to yep. stay away 500 kilometers from that place for the entire Vuelta, because if you look at the map, that's exactly what they're doing. They're staying away from, from the Barcelona area and from the Andorra area this time around, and that's not necessarily bad that they switch around, so I'm enjoying it, and I do like the, the Picon Blanco, Burgos era, and so forth, so that, hell, that whole space fits in a Vuelta very well, and when it comes to the, the parkour, I'm not necessarily blown away, because I feel like there's no real climb where I'm like, oh, Boom, that's the kind of epic climb that I'm always looking forward to. But there's some interesting ones. I already mentioned Picon Blanc where I was like, ooh, I like that climb. I just feel like there's only a few stages where you can really go from far out. And we'll go into that in the exact stages. I think if my name was a sprinter, if I'm a pure sprinter, then I'm probably not willing <laughs> to start this Velta. Hello, a sprinter. That's one thing. <laughs> Hello, sprinter. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the welter route. Javier Gillen legit said, "Fuck them sprinters." Like, <laughs> this is not a good route for sprinters. It is a good route for versatile sprinters, and it. Yeah. Uh, Caden Groves, I think, can get around a fair few of these too. Uh, Peterson or, or Peterson or Van Aert. So it is. There's not. There's not nothing for them. Yeah, Tibonets just did a little trek preview, and we we're like. His schedule doesn't match up with the, the races he should do. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I think it's an interesting... I initially looked at it, I was like, ah, oh, 
like that tourmalet stage last year was so good like attacks on the descent of the obisk before spandell and action there that was yeah. a really good stage uh the angleroo was always delivers but and, and nothing here really jumps out quite like that but there's a lot of climbing and and i think it's a sneaky hard route and i think there are actually some very pivotal stages i i really do like there's so many uphill finishes that they kind of all blend into one but if you really look into the gradients of, of a lot of them or some of them especially the uh the angleroo substitute and there's some fake news climb. Yeah. they brought the fake news climbs back this year uh who do you think it oh ttks how many ttks like two tts two tts the first stage and the last stage in total 23 kilometers the first stage is 12 kilometers itt we'll jump into it in a second and the last stage is i think 21 kilometers and yeah. they're both flat let's be clear about that there's no mountain tt there's no hilly tts it's a purely flat time trial and that makes it so that the tt actually matters when there's actually tts because for example the the time trial in the Tour de France last year, obviously the gaps were gigantic, but it wasn't that a flat TT specialist could benefit overly compared to a climber necessarily. Is that a valid assessment? As in here it's yeah. pure flat TT that you need to be able to do. So Particularly that's the first important. one. Madrid, that, Madrid one actually has 1k 4% roller in it. Uh, it's well, a bit rolly. I didn't know Madrid was... If you're a professional, then you should be able to get over that. I might struggle sometimes. Yeah, Mareshko, <laughs> he's getting dropped there. Even in the TT. <laughs> uh, I didn't know Madrid was at 660 meters elevation. Things you'll learn. Uh, I, I just assumed all capital cities were at sea level. That's just like, <laughs> I thought that was the rule. <laughs> they had to be really low. But um, maybe Luke told me that. I mean, that's just the Netherlands. Uh, <laughs> They're under first, sea level in the Netherlands. First thinking is that it really suits Pogaccia, as most Vuelta parkour do. Uh, second is that it really, really suits Roglic, as most Vuelta parkour do. And particularly <laughs> this one over last year. Like, I wouldn't say hand on heart that the Tourmalet stage is the best for Roglic, but there isn't a Tourmalet stage. This is like Moncalvillo and, and even his, maybe m my favorite road stage of his ever, that finale returns in this year, which we'll get into in a second. So there are some climbs you'll be familiar with and, and some new ones as well, but yeah, a lot of uphill. So without much further ado, Benji, do you want to get into the stage-by-stage -stage analysis with some picks? Yes, sir. Let's start with stage one. Lisboa to uh, Oeiras. So we're starting in Portugal, which I think that's pretty fun. I, think it's I cool, hope yeah. that Almeida does the Tour de France Vuelta double then, because... You'd want to see Almeida or any Portuguese big rider to start here. Even Costa still, I want to see him starting. Morgado, I want to see ride his first Grand Tour here for UAE, which that might not happen, but... I thought this one would be Hillier. Did he? Like, Lisbon's hilly. No, this Lisbon's hilly. Well, the time trial isn't, so hey, I don't know if Lisbon's yeah. hilly. I've never been there. All I see is people saying it's really hilly, and there's cobbles and pave and stuff. That being said, the time trial's flat. <laughs> so who's but winning it? Who's winning it? Let, let's take a look at the, the year schedule for a second. We've got Worlds after the Vuelta again? Yep. Right? Late Worlds, yep. Back in its normal Olympics slot. after Twitter France? Tour. 
who will ride the Vuelta that could be good in time trials in between the Olympics and the Worlds? Depends. Like, is Ghana or Remco or Van Aert going to do it? Anyway, I'll go with Van Aert to win this TT. Okay, I'll allow it. Your turn for stage, stage two. two. Stage two is from uh, Cascais. So, yeah, we don't... Don't go to the Algarve region where we're familiar with, maybe because we see Malau and uh, Foyer enough. Uh, from Kazkais inland to uh, Urem, it is a sort of me light, medium mountain stage. This is a sprint stage. This is as good as you're going to get. Little uphill finish. Alto de Batala is there, like 6k, 3.4%, but there's loads of climbing all day. Actually, going to be a very, very difficult stage to control unless there's two strong teams wanting a sprint. This could be a breakaway stage. Uh, I'm going to go with... Uh, uh, Rui Costa. Rui Costa wins. <laughs> nice. It takes I'm red. Go for... By the way, I'm saying Skelmos win stage one, the time trial. Why not? It's one of the names that's on the board, so I might as well say it. But when it comes to stage two... It is curious, eh? Because, like, it is the kind of hilly parkour, but I also feel like the gradients aren't necessarily shouting that it's super difficult. Is it the kind of parkour where you feel like it's it's hidden difficulty? I think I think there's a lot of accumulated climbing in it, yeah. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Peterson for this one. Ah, it's a nice stage for him too. He'll have no he should have no problem with uh, with those. Uh, stage three is actually much of a muchness. Uh, sorry, I always yeah. do this. You, you, you got to do odds. Sorry. Lausa to Castelo Branco, one ninety-one kilometers. The um, the last stage that is in Portugal, really. And I feel like these Portuguese starter stages are a bit underwhelming. <laughs> I, I agree. I'm a little bit disappointed. Actually, quite a bit disappointed. There's some hills at the start here, but it's like 3%, 4%, so it's just for break formation. Midway to stage, there's a 17-kilometer climb at 3%. Bit of a, a fake news climb because there's a few descents in there, but it's not crazy when it comes to gradients either. That probably won't be making a difference because it's still like 120 kilometers from the finish line. And then there's another small hill of 5.8 kilometers at 3%, about 50 kilometers from the line. So this is a, this is a reduced sprint for me. And... I, I might even say that this is a more pure sprint than stage two to me. So what sprinters are going to the Vuelta? Probably not the greatest sprinters of humankind. Is Caleb Ewan going to the Vuelta? True. It makes sense for them now... to send... Yeah, okay. You're going Ewan, I'm going Groves then. Yeah, exactly. The, the, the like... Australians are sharing this one. Like this year, didn't they do stage three finish on Aaron Sol? We saw Remco against yeah. Spingard Garden Co. He won. Uh, like there was supposed to be a puncher stage on Monduic, but the, the weather didn't play ball. But yeah, like a flat short TT and two kind of misc stages. There's nothing iconic. No. Yeah. It would have been great to have a. Yeah, like just an iconic climb. It can become an iconic Portuguese climb, but uh, that's not the case. But stage four, we do get into some pretty serious territory as we go down to uh, Pico Villarcas, which is, yeah, we I think this is in the extra Madura. So we're, we're into Spain now, 166.6 kilometers starting in Plasencia to Pico Villarcas, which I think they, they've used before. This is actually, see, I think this is 
this is actually a hard stage straight away. Yeah. This is a proper mountain stage. And this is even like a Coos Havalambre style stage where you have two proper climbs at the start where shit could kick off. 9.7K is 5.2%. Then Pure Null, which was in the Vuelta with the Remco one, where mm-hmm. as a finishing climb, I think is better in its position here. 14K is 5.5%. You know, it could stuff could kick off there. And it can because it's it's just the right amount of difficult where domestiques can jump and it's annoying to chase. And there's a valley of 40Ks before it picks up again, another valley of 40Ks. So it's essentially a, a valley of 100Ks, more or less, with a couple of climbs in there before the start of the uh, pick of the Yarkas, which is a fake news climb. It says 15.3K, yep. 6.2%, but the first uh, 10Ks are, are nothing. You know, 5%, 4%. Before you hit hit the ramp, the Collado de Balesteros, Sevi Balesteros, 3Ks, 13.5% on my sheet. 3Ks, yep. 13.5%. That's Liz Perez after climbing already for 10Ks. I looked at the stage and I, I had some difficulty figuring out which side of the Pico Villacas we were climbing, but it is the north side. We're coming from I, the north from... Uh, is that Beretamosa. different? I don't remember it being this irregular. The... Um, the You've got the north, you got northeast. Uh, the eastern side is more gradual but still steep. And the north side is really where it has that ramp, that three kilometer ramp that you're talking about. So that's the side we have this time around. And it kind of reminds me of is the mini Fedaya? Mini Fedaya. It is kind of similar, isn't it? That doesn't have the high altitude, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but how much difference can a human make on a three kilometer, 13.5 roughly percent gradient with some, some shallower sections afterwards, like two kilometers at 6% roughly until the finish line. I reckon you could put time into people and yeah, yeah. I think it's a serious stage. The gaps won't be five minutes, but it could be a minute between some riders. I think it could be big gaps here. And, and a minute in the Vuelta is, is like a two-and-a-half-minute tour gap, you know, or like a three-minute yep. Giro gap. Like a minute in the Vuelta is a lot, particularly with only a 20K TT at the end. I think this is a really big stage, and uh, I think it really could kick off here early. And so uh, I think I think the breakaway wins, and I think a GC rider wins from the breakaway. I'm going to go with Jai Hindley. Ooh, a GC rider wins from the breakaway? Sepku style, Jai Hindley. I'm liking that. I'm liking that idea. I'm going to go for um, the return of the defending eagle GC curse. G just does it again. <laughs> he, he does just... it again. <laughs> Why no! don't change your winning formula? Imagine though, Yambo and Bora, they got Roglic and Vingegaard say in the Vuelta yeah. and they just sit in the GC group and they're like, actually, we're going to let our GC Coos and Hindley fight it out. Who who's happier in that situation? I don't know. I feel like it. If I gotta be honest, I feel like Roglic's schedule will will be LBL Tour de France Velta, and this might be the situation where you have a breakaway rider winning as a consequence of Roglic already being close in GC, playing it rather defensive as a team here because he knows he can make a difference regardless of winning the stage on that three-kilometer ramp towards the end. We know that Pogacar is doing Giro Tour, so he's probably not adding the Vuelta onto that. 
depending on whether he has a death wish or something. So nah, he won't do well done. No, no, no. He's doing Canadian classics. But Hindley will want to. Hindley, surely, if he's doing the tour as a domestique, will want to say, hey, okay. But the Vuelta, I get half, you know, half a chance, right? Roglic is better. He is. But <laughs> anyway, I think this is a really. Uh, this could be a cracker. I'm really looking yeah. forward to this stage. Why uh, I are think... we trying to predict a Grand Tour that has no start lists? A That's year the from way now. to do it. Yeah, because what if we get if we get one of the twenty one right a year in advance? You just clip that one and say, "Oh, they're profits." <laughs> we get the other twenty stages of riders who aren't even going to race it. All right, you hit me with stage five, Benji. Stage five, Fuente del Mestre to Sevilla. Sprint, like there, it's undulating it's, for the first one hundred thirty kilometers. But this is a sprint stage, pure sprint stage. So it's going to be Joffrey Super comes back for the second year in a row. Winning a sprint stage at La Vuelta. So, yeah, Joffrey Soup is my pick. Yeah, for sprint severe, it is going to be cooking down there at that time of year. Uh, next stage from, from, it says from the Carrefour, Carrefour, Sir Jerez de la Frontera, uh, and they're going to Junquera. They're, it's a medium mountain stage. Shall, it's tough to know because I haven't looked into every single climb. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, but I, a lot of these are probably a little bit more difficult in parts, definitely more difficult in parts than their average gradient. But it's rolly all day, 181Ks, can't really see, but it doesn't have that big finish. Yeah. That big, horrible climb to really breakaway. make. Yeah, it's a breakaway stage. Here's a Serrata or something like that. Yeah, that's actually, a, that's actually a really good pick. I applaud that. I will go with Marc Soler. Oh, nice. Yeah. Why not there? Stage seven, Archidona, Archidona to Cordoba, 179 kilometers. It's completely flat, roughly, except for the, the last 30 kilometers that has a hill of um, seven kilometers at 6%, which I like this kind of shit because it looks like the last portion of the climb is a bit steeper than the first few kilometers. So this might ramp up to, this is the Alto del 14%. So there has to be a 14% <laughs> section somewhere. The title says it. So I'm guessing there's a 14%. Every clown should be called like that. The Alto del 14%. Who the fuck Alto invented that? Del 14%. What the fuck? What is it? Like? <laughs> Bizarre. Uh, this looks like the, the Roglic. This? this is the Roglic No Risk No Glory stage, right? Yeah, exactly. He should. No. He probably won't. It looks like that sort of stage profile. Uh, Cordoba has the uh, beautiful Mesquita in there. So if you do want to go, uh, I really like that. It's like a cathedral and a, and a mosque that been built on top of each other. Uh, Is it too difficult nice cool for Peterson? I think yes, if it's called I think Alto yes. del 14%. If, 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 it's, if something in the Vuelta has a, is called an Alto del 14%, I'll just take their word for it. <laughs> that it's serious business. I think this is break again. Uh... I've I would have said Michael Storer, but uh, I'm going with Carlos no, Verona. No, no. Get the fuck out of here. Alex fucking Aramburu, the descending guru, is winning the stage. <laughs> He'll lead someone out for sure. Uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe someone else will win. The uh, return of Valverde. I'd love to see... Go this is the sort of stage Garcia Cortina should be, should be winning. But Aramburu from the break. is a better version of Garcia Cortina, so... No, he's, he can't sprint, man. Garcia Cortina can't, can't climb, he can't fucking descend. He climbs okay, he climbs okay. Aramburu climbs better. Of course he climbs much, much better, but... He, Cortina gets dropped here. 
Listen, put them both in, see what happens. Stage 8. Uh, but yeah, Movistar got to go all in for the break, I think, on that stage. Stage 8 from Ubera to Five Star Week for Santi Cazola. Cazola. No, it's Cazola. Uh, it is another Hazel Sparata stage. It's like a 160k, medium mountain, a lot, 100k to control, 7k, 5% climb. Again, medium mountain rolling before. Yeah, the, it's a fake news climb again, the steep sections, but we saw this on stage nine. It got neutralized. Even if it hadn't been neutralized, the riders didn't know that at the time this year, at the start, that it was going to be neutralized. They were happy to let that break go. And uh, who won? No, Crone got dropped. Has Harada won ahead of Crone and Thomas? Yes. Or Kamna? I can't remember. Kamna yes. won this, the version of this stage this year. Ahead of Sobrero. Yes. The one where the neutralization of GC was halfway in the last climb because there was yeah, some mud on the road. To end the weirdest first week ever. The winner of this stage is Roglic. Oh, you okay? yeah, I think that makes sense. Because, like, bonies, baby. <laughs> like, yes. Three bonies. Exactly, and if you see the setup, it's looking like it's going to be Roglic versus Vingegaard in this Vuelta, and then I think Roglic will need these bonus seconds to... um fight against Vingo in the larger mountains that are to come. And then we look at stage 9, which is Motril to Granada, 178 kilometers. I love this stage. 178 kilometers, slightly undulating for the first 80 kilometers, but nothing too notable. Then we start the Puerto El Purque. Purque? That sounds like... Why? 8.8 kilometers, 7.8%. That is the kind of climb you want in a medium mountain stage. In a... Rate stage, I must say. You call this a me is this medium mountain? This is a medium mountain stage, my dude. I don't know. Stage nine. We're looking at the same stage. El Porque plus twice El Hazalanas. Can you call it? It's 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 not medium mountain. They're in Granada. They're going to seventeen hundred meters. It's got like four and a half thousand meters elevation gain in like. Oh, you, you mean it's a mountain stage? I thought you were yeah, saying it's a, high, it's a hill stage. I think it's a high mountain stage. <laughs> hill stage. High fuck mountain me. stage. Yeah. yeah I think for it's... the Vuelta, maybe. <laughs> yeah, for this Vuelta, it definitely is. The Giro would be pissing on these fucking altitude meters. No, the Giro gave us a Vuelta route next year. No, that's true. That's true. That's true. That being said, anyway, this is a raid stage. It's a raid stage. I agree with you. Sorry. Did you run us through Hazalanas? I did not. So, like I said, El Purque is midway to stage, 8.8-7.8%, but then after that, it's basically uh, a small hill before we run into Alto de Hazalanas, which is 7.5-9.2%. Descent, same fucking climb again, 7.5-9.2%. Descent to the finish. So, this is going to be And that's epic. a fake news climb. Hazalanas, yep. I think they're doing the same direction they did in 2021. This is mm -hmm. where... Roglic or no Remco attacked Roglic Roglic attacked Remco I don't know anymore yeah Yambo full sent it and Roglic attacked Remco I think oh in 20, Hazalanas in, was the first portion of the Sierra Nevada this is Nevada the start climb, of Sierra no? Nevada so yeah the, so basically the Vuelta is I think they've given up on Sierra Nevada because <laughs> you can't go above 2500 meters and there's like a lot of uh, like ecological issues with holding the race in the national park at yeah. in Sierra Nevada. So, like originally they wanted to go to twenty eight or twenty nine hundred meters for a stage. So they're just doing reps of that initial Hazalanas, which is a fake news climb, really, really steep. 
at the start in particular. Remember, Ayuso and Almeida dropped early on this. I don't know how technical the descent is off it uh, towards Granada, but this should mm-hmm. be a crack. Oh, this is, as you said, this is a raid stage. Like this is, this is throw multiple guys. There's, there's essentially five climbs because the, uh, the, uh, Guejar Sierra climb before Hazelana, she can also go there. And um, yeah. I really, I'm really looking forward to this. It's a uh, 7.5k, it's not a percent It's like a 25 minute climb. What do you, you like? I actually don't know who I like. This is GC to me. And the only two names that I've written down are Roglic and Dingo for GC. You've got Hindley written down as well from the, from the first few days. And who's willing to do a raid? I feel like Roglic is willing to do that, but I feel like it might not be in his best interest necessarily. Because he might get countered by Jonas. Um, is there a third competitor that likes raids? Is Karapaz riding this, for example? Because something Karapaz would do. Is Rem- Remco's not doing the Vuelta? No. Uh, I'm going to go with Roglic. Roglic wins the uh, group. little small reduced sprint. No one's able to drop him on it. Uh, that's my pick. I'll, I'll allow it. I'll, go, uh, I'll let you go to the next stage because I've got no clue. First rest day. Then we go on to stage 10. Uh... Pontierias to Bayona. This is uh, another medium mountain stage, but the climbs are all at 6%, although they are, there's three quite long put together. I really don't see... It's so hard that no sprinter team can or will have the appetite to control it. It's not hard enough with the last major climb, 30Ks from the finish only being 6%. I really don't... This is breakaway, I think, again... And this one I'm going with Alex Aaron Baru. I think this is a nicer one for him. I won't say no to that, so I'm going to accept it. And I'm going to copy-paste that into my schedule as well. Adam Baru is winning today <laughs> as well. And, nah, fuck. Izaguirre is winning this one for me. Ah, yeah, true. That's, that, Mr. He Young. always is so good. Uh, so, top stage 11, Menji. Yes. It's going from Campus Tecnologico Cortizo to Campus Tecnologico <laughs> Cortizo. So they're... Let's hope it's got nothing to do with cortisol or something. <laughs> Is that medication or? No, it's just a place. Okay. And it's spelled differently. <laughs> stage 11, 163 kilometers. It's got hills throughout, but it's so fucking odd of a stage. It's like, it reminds me of... <laughs> it's an aluminium company, I think. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> I can't even make a joke Check. about aluminium. Techno dream, move over. <laughs> Holy. There's hills throughout, but it's all 4% hills, and the last hill is the one that matters, which is, it's in the last 10 kilometers at the Puerta Cruceras. 2.8 kilometers at 9.2%. This is for me. Ben Healy wins from the breakaway with Roglic oh. taking the state, or taking the GC reins. Schelmoza wins. Solid take, but he might be stuck in G. Yeah, I like the break, the break winning again. Uh, again, this is for the poor old sprinters, don't have much to go with. The next eight hundred thirty point eight Ks from Urenze to Estación de Montaña de Manzanera. It is a Unipuerto stage with some rolling, uncategorized medium mountains beforehand. There is a three K eight percent climb out of the neutral zone. 
for the break to form. So a strong break can form immediately, despite it being a short stage. Uh, they won't be allowed to get much leash if GC wants to win. You would think this would be, again, Roglic bonus territory. Uh, but I'm going to go with... Uh, Carapaz, I think he's fallen out of GC for some strange reason, and he does his 2022 Vuelta, and, and this is him. Roglic wins 16 kilometers at 4.7% at the finish line. I see no one else winning this than Roglic, and I think no, that changes. Way. Yeah, true. I think that changed on stage 13, 171 kilometers from Lugo to Puerto Ancaras, which, is this just not a mini Angliru? It's not the same. No, no, we got that. That's no. But look at the gradients too. It's like the last five kilometers is twelve percent average. It's not the same as Angliru, but what can I what can I compare that to? Um, is Ankaras that steep at the finish? Yeah. Damn, that's hard. Is that a mini mini Lusari? It's kind of like Fadaya. Yeah. I don't know what to compare it to, but. Basically, this entire stage has some hills through it, but it will all be fought out on the final climb. Has a run-in climb to it of 6.7 kilometers, 5.8%. But then basically with about 8 kilometers to go, we start the Puerto Ancaras, which the first 3 kilometers is pretty easy, like 2.8, 3%, 6%. But then the last 5 kilometers is 12, 12.5, 11.3, 12.2, 11.5%. Uh, and those have gradients up to 17% in there, so... Yeah. 5k at 12%. This shit gotta be hard. Is this hard enough for Vingegaard to make a difference on Roglic? It might... It's difficult for me. Mm. I feel like there's no real Vingegaard climb in this race so far. Yeah, I'm not sure it's, that, I'm not sure it's hard enough. I'm not sure it is, it is difficult or long enough. If it was 11Ks at 9%, maybe, but, but we're 7 talking about 7 ks we're talking about Jumbo Roglic here. We don't know if Roglic is going to be at the same level at Bora. We don't know that. Let's be honest about it. When yeah. riders switch teams, they can be different. So, Roglic, Angliru style, should be able to hang on to Vingegaard on this climb in my head. Yeah. I think so. I think uh, I'll, I would go with Roglic probably to win this. Uh, on this climb. Uh, stage 14... It is like the sort of the the longest climb of the race almost. It's mm -hmm. very it's the longest stage of the race. Uh it's 199 Ks because we're not allowed stages over 200 Ks in the Vuelta from Villafranca del Bierzo to Villablino. Uh it is basically soft, like false it's false like uphill for like hundred Ks, apart from like a four percent climb, and then a long false light descent, and then a shallow 23k, 4.5% climb. This is like breakaway all day. Uh, and I'm going to uh, double down with Carlos Verona uh, from the break on that because I think it's a climb that suits him quite a lot. I haven't mentioned someone like Santiago Butrago either. Maybe he could win from the... Like, maybe someone quality could win from the break on the stage My before. Friend. But you forgot about pools. the narwhal. Hey, Slam Riser. Like, okay, nah, maybe not. <laughs> I wish but, I, uh, I never picked the Bahrain riders, but they win like three stages of every Bilbao. Grand Tour. Like, yeah. 
But Bilbao would also, be so good on this. You're looking at a 4% decline, man. Like, Yeah, yeah. I guess you got to play numbers and Wait. Bilbao for the descent is good and he's got a good sprint. He's a good pick for this. A reduced sprinter that can get over this. 23 kilometers, 4%. <laughs> Can't be that fucking hard, right? I can yeah, get over this if you give me a few they, hours. Yeah, you can, yeah, but they're going to race it. <laughs> they're all going to attack each other. It's basically five times the Pajo. <laughs> uh, I think it's Roughly. more than that. Yeah, you're right. Uh, who you got? I actually don't know what's going to happen on this stage. I could not tell It'll you. This is such away. a weird stage. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. Yeah, Ironclad guarantee. <laughs> Quinn Simmons, there we go. Uh, I can't remember who I went with. Uh, I'm gonna stick with. I'm gonna go with Bill Bow and change my pick. Or uh, Nico Denz, <laughs> the enemy. Nah, the... as if he'll I... be allowed to win breaks with Roglic in the team. Yeah, that, that's the only thing that spoils my thing. But just forget about it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Stage 15, in Fiesta to Cuitu Negro, which is 142 kilometers. And this is basically the last mountain that will matter. And the last mountain in this stage, in this 140 kilometer stage, is 25 kilometers long, if you take in every kilometer. But let's, let's be honest, it's only really the last 19 kilometers that are, are really climbing. The first five are 1%, 2%, so it's flat. But the last 19 kilometers of this climb is really bloody steep. This climb says 7% over, over like 19 kilometers. But there's 10% segments already in the first two kilometers. Kilometers that are 7% and 4%, 7%, 8%, 8%, 4%, 4%, 4%, 4%, 4%, 4%, 6.5, 7%, uh, 8%, 11%. But that kilometer, which is about 7 kilometers from the top, is like 13%, 15%, 12% all throughout that kilometer, which this is just before they reach the Puerto de Pajares. And then we've got a bit of a moment where it switches from the Puerto de Pajares climb to the actual Cuito Negro climb, where the last half, which is the last three kilometers of the stage, basically, is super steep. 14%, 12%, 15%. And I don't know if this is the one you're pointing at when it comes to Angliru, I don't see it as the same, but I also don't know what to compare it to. Well, it's next to the Angleroo. I'm is pretty it? sure. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, I might, could just be making that up, but I'm pretty sure it's nearby. Uh, I got Vingegaard winning this. That 3K 13% ramp to the highest point of the race in a one-hour climb. If he's not going to win here, where is he going to win in this race? Yeah. I do think there's enough beforehand that it, there's a lot of climbing in this stage in such a short package. Like that valley looks long and it yeah. is a reasonable length. It's like 35 Ks, but in such a short stage, I think, yeah, 
I think Vingegaard wins this one. I think so as well. But the question that we have, we, we can answer it after we go through the stages that comes in my head is, is this enough for Vingegaard to outweigh the time that Roglic has made throughout all the stage wins we've given him? Because there's bonus seconds alone? available. No. I don't know. I can't tell you because if he's not second on stages, then he's not going to gain 10 seconds every stage. So I don't know. I have to think about it. But anyway, on to Lagos. You got to give Roglic the TT edge, I think, as well. Depends on the day. I would. On those flat ones. And that might, that's a really, that'll be a very, very exciting stage 15. And that marks the second rest day. Uh, we then have stage 16 from Luanco to Lagos de Covadonga, which is one of Roglic's best ever uh, victories, where he sealed the Vuelta in emphatic fashion in 2021. One of his highest level performances with back-to-back -back, uh, 30 minute climbs, 25 minute climbs, starting to go through Gijon, uh, which is on the north coast. We're still on the north coast, by the way. And great area for like tourism, I think, personally. Uh, <laughs> underrated. Uh, they've got a 7k, 8% climb the Mirador de Fito. There's loads of other uncategorized medium mountains climbs. And then the Collada, your main This is where. Climbs. Well, yeah, hills, hill things. <laughs> There's a difference. We got, we got to get the categories right, my friend. We've got. Uncategorized hills, uphill things. Which I consider as hills between 500 meters and, and 5 kilometers. Medium mountains to me is 5 to 10 kilometers in length. And proper mountains is above 10 kilometers for me. What's your description like? Oh, it depends on the gradient. Which I wouldn't call the Puerto de Ancares medium mountain. Um... And that's, that's shorter than 10Ks. Nah, but anyway, I would Okay, well, it's a hard medium mountain. We then have exactly. the Collada Yomena, where Bernal attacked in 2021 in the rain with, Ber with Roglic on his wheel. They sent the descent. Vlasov crashed. Bahrain were chasing with Tratnik and pools in the valley uh, for Jack Haig's GC yeah. position, I think. Great stage. And then Roglic done cooked everybody on Kovadonga. Very, very strong performance. That climb is 12K, 7%. It's fake news because there's literally two descents in it. Uh, it's actually like 9K, 9%. Uh, yeah. And we, get, we can get rain in this region. Really nice stage. Uh, and it was fireworks then. And they're hoping for fireworks again. Because, yeah, Ineos, I think, were pacing very hard before then. And you can do that on this stage. Who have you got? Well, it's it's Rolich or Vingegaard. I don't, I don't know who's gonna win this man. Like, <laughs> could be, could be a break. <laughs> nah, this is GC. I'm not having it. <laughs> this is a Rolich or Vingegaard. I'm not having it. I have no clue who wins this. This is because like nine kilometers, nine percent is like in between the two of me. Mikel Landa wins this one, baby. Are we um, underrating Vingegaard's shorter climb performances in this fucking podcast? Yeah, of course, Vingegaard, I would, I would actually pick Vingegaard for this, but I want to be a bit different, so uh, I'm just going with Lander. Even though, yeah, <laughs> of course, like, he's... <laughs> but yeah, I would take Vingegaard. I think so as well. Next stage, stage 17, bloody sprint stage. There's two hills in the middle of it, but they don't matter because we don't care about them because they're gradients. 
There's actually one with decent grain, six kilometers at 8.9, 8 8.8%, 8 yeah. but it's like... It's so far from the finish, though. It's 100k from the finish, so... Good luck. So yeah, sprint stage for whoever the fuck's still in the race when it comes to the sprinters. Because <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm I don't see one. much incentive for them to stay after off the stage. Well, let me check, let me check. What team is Pascal Ackerman on? <laughs> Israel. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with him. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Mate, if you're a sprinter, I'm not staying past day seven. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is a long time to wait. <laughs> uh, we haven't said sprint for a long time. Uh, Jesus. And it's the last opportunity as well. Maybe. Depends yeah. on the next stage. How you see that. Uh, from Vittoria Gasteiz to uh, the uh, Maitsu Park Natural de Izki. It is a hilly, sort of medium mountain stage. Fair 170Ks. Mate, I think you're it, using you're using medium mountain stage very very quickly. <laughs> I think it's a light light medium mountain stage. Uh, <laughs> we have categorizations within now: a light mountain stage, a light me a heavy mountain stage, a heavy medium yeah. mountain stage. We're expanding yeah. our vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Michael Matthews stage, so I'm gonna go with bling. <laughs> this is Michael Matthews stages haven't existed for the last three years, my friend. This is well, a Corbin Strong is... stage. Oh, yeah, I wish I mentioned him. But yeah, it was Michael Matthews. He wins Corbin it. Strong. Other Aust Aust New, Zeal New Zealander? Yep. Yeah, you got it right. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly said Australian there. Stage 19. Logroño to Alto del Moncalvio. It's a basically Unipuerto stage because the climb in the middle is 5.3 kilometers, 4.9%. So I look at the Moncalvio climb as 8.5 kilometers at 9%. It is relatively even in gradient, I believe. It's not like yeah. there's suddenly a 20% segment in there, so... This was Caravaz against Roglic, right? In 2020. Oh yes, that is true. That, that Volta was actually really good. Yeah, it was good. It was actually much better than it's being credited as. Carapaz has made some good fucking Grand Tours, my friend. And people were like, oh, this isn't that great a route, but all these climbs and stages that we used before had good, they were good. Yes, but it's also, I think this race will be declared depending on how competitive Vingegaard and Roglic will be against each other going into this race. Probably, yeah. I mean, if it's, it doesn't matter what the parkour is, everyone, if those two are in good form, Everyone's going to be salivating to watch them go head to head, day to you know, day in day out, uh, if what they're it? in sort of equal. So uh, I'm going to go with Wild Pools from the break. Uh, who you got? I'm going to go with Jonas because the likelihood of me getting GC riders right versus getting a random breakaway rider right <laughs> is bigger. Skill um, issue. <laughs> thank you. So Jonas, it is for me on this stage, but uh, that brings us towards the. The queen stage, right? The best stage. Say? Yeah. Oh. One I off. think a couple of the other stages are being slept on by people, mm -hmm. but this is got I mean, 5,000. What? Is that what you're saying? What, what do you mean? Are you saying that no, I'm no, sleeping on No, no, not by you. No, no, not by you. I mean, because uh, we're doing this late. I mean, the like reaction I saw on Twitter yeah, yeah. a day ago. I think, um, no, I agree with you on the stages, but this stage, I think is a cracker. 
5,000 meters elevation, 171 k's from uh, Villarqueo to Picon Blanco. It is, there is no flat. There is no flat. It is, uh, yeah, medium mountain all day. Some would say high mountain. Uh, with the, there even is two category one climbs in there, which by definition uh, would suggest high mountain. Uh, no, it's a it's a big medium mountain. It's a it's a it's a heavy medium mountain. <laughs> uh, and then the hardest climb is there, but they're all five point eight percent. They are irregular. They're jagged, so there are steeper sections in there. You can make this stage unbelievably hard if you have a strong team. And then the the hardest climb is the final one. Pick on Blanco. You'll know it well. It was in the Vuelta in twenty twenty one when Bala was pulling for Enric and someone won from the breakaway. Tarame right one. Tarame, I think. Uh, it's seven point six k's, nine point one percent. It's in uh, the Vuelta Burgos every year. It's yes. uh, can be really foggy. Fifteen hundred meters steep. I think it's, but I think I think you can lose like uh, how much time can you lose? It's only six, seven and a half k's. Nairo Quintana rage quits mid stage Lopez style. <laughs> That's my prediction. Are they going to send him and Enrique to the Vuelta? Do you reckon? Come on, you gotta you gotta do it. If you Quintana's do, going to the Giro and Mas is going to the Tour, then they're both going to the Vuelta. Is how I see it. And the stages. Is a medium mountain raid stage once again, and those are the ones we love in La Vuelta. This is the shit we want to see. The only thing I'm slightly worried about is that the gradients of each climb is 5 to 6% on paper. Yeah. I haven't seen the individual climbs, but they don't necessarily seem to me like the climbs that suddenly have a, a very steep segment in it that I'm currently not seeing. So let's hope that is the case, because that gives a. Because the worry that I have is that I remember was the Vuelta that Remco won, the stage 20 that. We had a lot of mountains, we had a lot of hills in there. Yeah, that mountains. was terrible. And last year we had the same with stage 20, but the gradients weren't serious enough to the point that there was no, no jumping point. In a medium mountain raid stage, you want to have attrition climbs initially for the breakaway to form. You want to have multiple climbs afterwards where one of them is like, or multiple of them, are like a, a jumping point where you can really go. So the steep enough sections to really hurt others and make gaps on others. And the last portion, not necessarily have it, the, it be the hardest part of the stage, because you want people to want to have satellite riders ahead. Going into the final segment, then there's no real value for the satellite riders to be valuable here. And Picon Blanco is the hardest climb of them all and comes at the end, which that's my one downfall of the stage that I fear that Picon Blanco might be so hard we might not see people attack 70 kilometers from the finish line. It depends on the GC positions, obviously. Correct. But I'm if looking in now. Doing... going to attack. Yeah, yeah, of course. Or oh, Roglic, probably. Like, yeah. you can't wait. But I think I'm just looking into the, so the Alto del Caracol, which is in the middle of the stage. That's got, uh, it's a fake news client. It, it's got three Ks in the okay. middle, averaging, averaging 8%. Then okay. there's two Ks at 8% at the end of it. Yeah, uh, but it's the too early in my head. That's too early. But then you got the Portillo de Lunara. And the last, there's three Ks at the end of that, which average 8.8%. Uh, I think that's the at, one. At, so, so there is, and you know, if you get even more granular, maybe it's even more irregular. So the it, reason if I take that Lunara is the one for me is that 
You want to be able to form the breakaway initially in this stage, and you want the gap to be able to expand to the point that you have satellite riders ahead. And that one attack might not catch them yet, so you can't go on the Caracol in my head yet, because the gap might not be big enough yet. And then on the Lunada, the gap might still expand a bit before you hammer it with your team behind. And then if you bridge, it might take until the start of the descent of the Sia, which is the next climb, to catch your satellite rider, which will help on that descent and on the actual Los Tomos climb that runs you into Picon Blanco. I no? think that is the right spot. No, I agree with you. Like, I think Caracol is too early. And um, it has to be one of these two. So either the longer one, and I, I put the filter step just then, and, you know, apparently there's 500 meters at like 17% at the end of Lunada. I don't really? know if that's correct. Uh, it, it might not be 100% correct, but I it think... It is now. We're going to build it I if think not. It's, yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll, build a, we'll build a wall. Um, <laughs> LRCP community activity. <laughs> <laughs> LRCP build a wall, uh, and then the Portillo de la Sierra statement. <laughs> uh, yeah, there needs to be more rampas in this in this race, and then the end of that Portillo de la Sierra is average of seven percent for five kilometers. So, uh, not but without the rampas. So, I think it's a, a beautiful stage. Of course, if there's a dominant team with a rider in a dominant GC position. You know, you can put the best parkour and nothing will happen. If you have people who are behind and want to take risks, you can have chaos like we saw in 2021 where uh, Lopez rage quit. And, you know, that that was yeah. the end of his start of the end for him, I think. Uh, who have you got? For the stage. Oh, God. I've got the thing I got for this one. Yes, I believe Yamba will destroy this energy expenditure-wise. This might not be the satellite rider stage that I'm hoping it will be, because Yumbo might try and control it and push hard to benefit from Roglic's potential alleged weakness in high expenditure stages. Yes. And uh, yeah, that brings us to your pick. Fuck, I don't know. Leonard, Leonard Kamner. Um, <laughs> we'll take it. Yeah, Leonard. Leonard on Fadaya was pretty good. Pretty damn good. So The Aramburu disrespect. Was he good on Fadaya? No, that he's going to win the stage, of course. <laughs> <laughs> if if Aramburu wins this stage, I'll look at him a whole different light. I'll be like, why would they try and make him a sprinter? He's a GC rider. <laughs> This whole time <laughs> talking about Anamuru stage of station when oh, he was a this guy. Time trial, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he and then he beats Wabanat and Tarling in the TC <laughs> after when he mounts top finish. <laughs> this guy, where's he been hiding at this whole it's time? He's trolling at this race. Ah, uh, sure, after the Olympics, <laughs> no. he might actually have before worlds after the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, probably not. I don't know. I think World no, TT I think is a bit too difficult for him. They'll do Renewy or something. Binga Bongo, probably. sorry. Yeah, you're right. Distrito Telefonica sounds like a sponsor of the Vuelta again. To Madrid, 22 kilometers. And, uh, well, it's a flat TT with a one kilometer, 4% segment, according to Anna Crossme. Medium Mountain. 
<laughs> medium mountain time trial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going with. It could it could be a weird one. Chad Hagar returns from the dead. Yeah, yeah I reckon <laughs> go go super weird on this one. Is the, isn't he retired? Doesn't he ride for like Legion or something? Which is basically the same as retired. Uh... He writes for yeah, he's retiring at the end of this year, officially. Okay. So he's not winning. That's it. Remy Cavanya. What are you doing? It looks like looks like you're singing. Uh, I'm trying to think who uh looks who like owns it's a TT bike. Who owns a TT bike? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Lorenzo Milesi. He's on Lovestar now. <laughs> Yeah, so do the Giro. Lovestar <laughs> had so many Hispanophones reluctant to do the Giro after the cold weather this year. They just had to draft in Italians uh, so they could convince someone to do it. They're becoming <laughs> so, a winter team now. Yeah, well, no, they're like, ah, look, fellas, you're going to go with um, Chiandri to the Giro. Uh, <laughs> well, Mate, it's Wild Fanart, eh? Yeah, Wild like, Fanart. That's it. That's it. That's the that's the world tour. I think. How would you rate this? That's route. Would you give it a thumbs up? Uh, would you give it a thumbs down, Benji? What's your rating out of ten? I love how you're trying to trigger the the gestures of your of your of your Apple computer, but nothing's happening. So, <laughs> congratulations, my friend. And oh, there we go. Anyway, I would give it a. A 65 to 70% upwards thumb? You're giving it to Joaquin Phoenix Gladiator. Like, no, the, the slightly upwards Joaquin Phoenix Gladiator. Okay. I give it a 7. I the agree problem is, ever since that dog attacked you, when you try and give you a thumbs up, it looks like you're giving <laughs> a thumbs down. <laughs> no, it's not my thumb. No, no, no. Oh. That's my normal thumb, dude. The <laughs> dog, the pit bull, the 80 kilo XL bully that attacked me. <laughs> And my wife. Every time you tell a funny story, <laughs> 80, 80 kilos. You know how big that is. It's banned in the UK guys. now. Yeah. Okay. Actually, no. Seriously, they also have wolves in Spain, so we don't even know. Anyway, <laughs> my thumbs just can hyperextend. I'm just, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just built different. Um, <laughs> seven out of ten. I. I wish there was actually a hockey stick stage. There's no, there's no Rampas hockey stick stage like Valdepenas de Jaén, unless I yeah. missed something. I really like those stages where you can just nap siesta, 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 then bang, a 3K, 10% wall, or even shorter. Uh, we're missing that, which Wait, is, I'm not saying they're the most exciting stages, but that is, I need. Your score has been hit because it's not boring enough, so you can't go to sleep? No, not predict. Well, no, it's more like stage six, for example. That does nothing for me. Stage yeah, six okay. does nothing for me. I would rather that was a hockey stick, and we got to see just a Roglic sleep on go stage turbo eight. mode. On stage eight. Oh, true. That is kind of it. It's that's yeah, true. Because all the stages, like the Bechez stage, still not. That is Rampas. Uh, I also. There's no high alt. There's nothing over like 1,850 meters. 
there are hard climbs. I would have liked to seen a yeah something in the Pyrenees. I live there. It doesn't have to come to Andorra, but I, I would have liked to have seen something in the Pyrenees. Uh, I think some of the mountain stages are a little bit mid, uh, to be honest, and they remind me of the twenty twenty two mountain stages, like Pional. So, like oh, that twenty three k. Like, there's plenty of breakaway stages in this race. But for example, Benji, what I'm referring to is stage fourteen. Mm-hmm. What is that? Uh. 200 yeah, k's of, mi- of mid. Yeah. That's a stage that doesn't know his identity. Yeah. So change that out for a proper high mountain stage and then maybe just make... Oh, fuck, I don't know. I mean, but then stage 15 and 16, I think, are harder than people think. I think they're really good. So they're on the other side of the rest day. Uh, and also there was a super hard stage 14 this year where nothing happened. I used to try to send it. Uh... Who do you think now we've gone through it, Benji? I think it suits Roglic a lot more than this year. I think it's a really yeah. good route for Roglic. The TTs are good for him, yeah. uh, particularly a power 12K TT. He's really good, though. Spanish opening TTs, yeah. he's, he's really good at those. There's no high altitude. There's no super long stages. There's no super long climb finishes. Uh, there's climbs he's done well on in the past. I think yes, it's, a, but- it's a perfect route for Roglic. Bud Vingard's also good at those climbs. I think Vingegaard wins this Vuelta over Roglic, and the reason I think that is that Roglic never really gains 30 seconds in a stage. He gains 5 seconds there, 4 seconds there, and so forth. And yeah. I think the one time or the two times that Vingegaard will be able to take time on Roglic in this race will be enough to take him down. Uh, and with all due respect to the man, but... Yeah, like, Enric Mas was some of the competition for those welters. Yeah. So, like, a peak Vingegaard or a peak Pagacha were not there. Correct. Uh, not saying Rolic can't win, but... Uh, well, he nearly lost to Carapaz. Yeah, yeah, sometimes he scraped across the line against, against those guys. So you you got to be on uh, against Vingegaard or, or Poggy, who, but Poggy won't go and Remco probably won't go, which is a shame. How do you think Schelmos will fare? I reckon I actually think he'll struggle. Core? I think they're hard and steep, those climbs. Seventh in GC. Yeah, I think that's about right. Fifth or seventh. Uh, what about Koos, defending champ? We haven't mentioned him at all. We didn't pick him for a stage. Send him to Guangxi. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> what? <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Why are you I turning love, heel? I love Sep. I love it. <laughs> sorry, Sep. I'm sorry. Um, nah, I um, back to I think it's a good route for him. I think I think it's a really good route for him. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think Jonas will hold back two years in a row if he's no, in he, good he shape. won't hold back. Vingegaard is going to be leader because he's going to be better here. Yeah, uh, but I think it's a and... cracker, and hopefully, hopefully, there's another third GC guy that puts their hand up or, or fourth Question. outside of Kuz, Vingard, and Roglic. What if Kuz? Tries the same thing and Bora puts Hindley in there. Like who's happy with it? As a response, of the two teams. Who's happier of the two teams? Yambo. I think so too. If it was the Giro, I would say Hindley. It's close. Yeah. But it in Spain close. in the heat at the end of the season, Kus has been good in the Vuelta for but... years. 
I think the reason that Yambo will be happier or Visma or Yellow B is what they're now going to be called, apparently. What a fucking stupid name is that? Look, sounds like a... A, a, a 45-year-old boomer that decided that to become a rapper halfway through his year in his midlife crisis. Is that confirmed? And that's what was being rumored as the the Wolfpack name of Yumbo uh, from, from Willer Flitz, which the leak is going to come from Yumbo, because Willer Flitz, every article is a leak from Yumbo. Like, Yellow B, what's your take on the name? We, sorry that I'm going <laughs> off topic. Put me on the spot here, Yellow B. Ah. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have picked it myself. <laughs> <laughs> like you can make so many jokes about it but but it's the letter back, b no yeah the letter b yeah i would i don't really get it <laughs> i don't really get it it's it's a I'll reference just go, to bees but just go killer wasps are yeah. scary you killer want your bees? name to be like like charlotte oh, you know you got detroit pistons new york jets yeah. The Vismo Yellow Bees. <laughs> the Yellow Bees. <laughs> I would, I would go it doesn't the, hit. I'll go the Wasps. The Wolfpack is better, in my opinion. People yeah, joke Wolfpack about it being cringe sometimes, but it's a good name. Like, in, in the grand scheme of those type of names. I would call them the Hive. If you want to keep with bees, call it the Hive. Yeah. Hive Mind, the Hive, or... Uh... Yeah, the the hornet's nest, or the, yeah, the hive, the wasp. Something a little bit more like I don't know. Yeah, this is literally like I don't know who wrote it, but like maybe one of Bieber's journal woke up one day and was like, "Let me think up a nickname for Visma." <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, that was the first I heard of it. Uh, but yeah, it I'll makes go sense though that they would do something like that because Yumbo's always been internally, to my, to my view, a team that is trying to like try and upset the way they make money in the sport and maybe having a brand name because they're staying with yellow as their color according to the sock rumors as in there's been a sock reveal i think in in stone admit it's instagram story that it's still yellow <laughs> what are we this podcast is going to go up after the fucking team presentation so everybody knows what color is going to look like <laughs> no but they're trying to keep the colors consistent which i think is a good idea yeah, i think you want to keep your kids kids pretty similar yeah i think that's a good idea. Um, yeah, I'd go with the hive. That's my, that's my view on it. Yeah, killer bees. I don't care if the don't like it. Yeah, I'm not sure you can have killer in your name. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. But killer bees is what? Yeah, people like Mihai calls them the killer bees. It's good uh, then. Yeah. So some other person said on my on my tweet about it, the murder hornets, but that was a bridge too far for me. Yeah, I probably wouldn't, I probably wouldn't put that in. Uh, what was okay, that well, hope, hopefully the Vuelta is good. It goes nowhere near me. It's, it's gone the opposite direction, uh, the other side of the Iberian Peninsula for next year, and a lot in the north. I do want to get up there and, and check some of that out. Don't know if me and Benji will go to the start in Portugal. Uh, I guess... I would like to, but it's going to be difficult. Yeah, it depends on how much travel we've been doing. It's if I get a train easily, but the train is, is really slow uh, from Madrid. I guess it's going to be more likely that we might end up together in Andorra again. I think so. Yeah, uh, I think so. Especially that I, I can't do the heat. I'm already I'm I'm suffering here, and then Portugal and in August is going to be super hot. So I don't want to stay up in the mountains. I uh, I think, but 
Let us know what you think about the route. Uh, did we miss anybody? That's a, it's an obvious stage four. I got a Michael Matthews stage in. Do you think any sprinters will even turn up? Should they bother turning up? Uh, perhaps. I don't know. Will Aaron Brew win a TT, a high mountain stage, a medium mountain stage, a sprint, uh, all in one Vuelta? Well, you it every single one be... high mountain stage or so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> High Mountain is just what you make of it. It's, it's the food, the world's your oyster. But I hope you enjoyed it. The medium we'll mountain see is you. the friends you make along the way. <laughs> Dude, uh, every time I go up a little little highway, I always medium mountain. It's attritional. <laughs> Mate, <laughs> kill jewels right a, now. A highway over the fucking no, a, a bridge over the highway in Belgium in West Flanders in my area. There, it is out the west for us. There is nothing else. True. Yeah. If you got a headwind as well. You're in trouble. Uh, Anglia. Anyway. <laughs> Imagine. That's, that's all from us. We'll see you with the team previews continuing on in the next one. Till then, ciao. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 